0: Welcome. It's the 90-Day Website Mastery Podcast with myself and Pascal Fintoni. It's episode 16 and we are delighted to be here. We're celebrating the launch of our new program and the completion of our website best practice webinar series. We wanted to find a way to continue to share more advice and insights about making your website work harder and for you to feel proud about your website again. We're live, we're live on Facebook, we're live on YouTube, we're live on LinkedIn and I have my very good friend Pascal with me. How are you Pascal?
1: And there well, Thank you very much. You know, you just said episode 16. When you and I launched this uh, series, we kind of said, well, once we run out of things to say, once we've covered all the questions, we'll stop. But it looks like it's such a vast project. We love website. You and I, we've been involved for decades. But I think it's because it's multifaceted. You know, it's about the technical endeavor, but it's also business development. It's about audience engagements and extension of customer service approach. It's just so rich that I can see this little series running for a while.
0: We don't struggle for content. Let's be honest, and we're both really passionate about this subject. And and in fact, we're just passionate about making websites look and and act well for organisations and for organisations to be able to feel proud of them. And 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 so yeah, we're not going to run out of content. Let's be honest. Um, and and it's an ever it's an ever changing world. So there's always something new. So much so. Each episode, we have four segments. We have the You Ask, We Answer. We have website stories. We have uh, the uh, website engine room and the website call to action where we suggest one change or adjustment that you should be making to your website right now, something really simple and easy that you could be doing. But we also always like to start with You Ask, We Answer where we have a look at uh, either a question that's been submitted by the community or where we've researched online and Pascal finds something and then asks me about it. So we're going to start with you ask we answer.
1: Thank you very much for episode 16. The question is almost in two halves. What are lead magnets and can you share examples of creating, compelling content to attract website visitors? Now, this was during a workshop, so confession time, I kind of cobbled two comments or two questions into, into one for you, um, Johnny, while in mag- magnets, people were having a discussion. And then people said, I still can't quite picture for myself what you mean, can you show me some examples? And I had some, but actually uh, kind of a literal call to action for you and I, we should maybe start to, um, keep track of examples for our lovely friends because we have it in our heads but there's nothing like doing a show and tell and the conversation around lead magnets during the workshop was around the term i can tell people were struggling i would argue it's been done to death now it's been overused it's been abused of course for people who are nowhere near as ethical and honest as you and i and our viewers and listeners uh, because for me the, the the whole concept is everybody knows about after sales scare typically someone's already being one of your customers, have enjoyed the experience being looked after by you. When you talk about lead magnets or, or content hooks or other terms, I'm thinking more about pre-sale scare, Johnny, this idea of showing enough of your approach to customer service and, and and looking after your customers as i mentioned a moment ago so that it feels like it's a safe bet to get in touch with that sewer form through popping into the shop or to fill in on the um to, to ring or to fill the whatsapp um inquiry form uh, what's your view on lead magnets to begin with as a term
0: yeah well i mean uh it doesn't sound great in terms of in terms of the the sort of real thing of what it is you're trying to to create this magnet where leads are just sort of you know they're just sticking to you and and uh, and and running in and giving their email address and giving you know can't wait to share their uh, their contact details with you and and that's ultimately it's an organized it's organizations businesses that are trying to generate leads by creating what they call lead magnets on websites and so I think you're absolutely right Pascal the term is questionable um, and and also it doesn't really help the mindset in terms of what that content is and i think that's possibly where you're uh, coming from and especially uh, in the workshops that we deliver we talk a lot about uh, about this so i think it's more about the value it's more about what value can you offer um and and how can that value um inevitably Uh, put someone in a position where they they want to give you their contact details because there's a there's a ton of value there and 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 all throughout you're demonstrating your expertise you're demonstrating your thought leadership you're demonstrating your uh, awareness uh, and um, uh, your your breadth of knowledge so I think you know a way to think of it perhaps is is a value offer uh, or perhaps a exclusive content bonus material um you know some kind of special guide premium content uh, it's it's that uh, expert insight it's the uh, you know it it it's the ability to be able to sort of say look in return for contact details we can give you a huge ton of value here um so that's in essence what a uh, what we're referring to and you asked for some examples. I don't know if you wanted to share some before I did, uh, but um, we yeah, no. Um, so, so just to
1: build on what you were saying, you know, for me, what you're saying as well is that whatever decision you you, you make in terms of what this would look like in the end it has to feel almost very natural and normal. You would do this face to face. I mean, to say the advice would be shared face to face. You would give maybe a printout of a checklist or a guide, whatever. So for me, when people plan about the lead magnets, it has to be a very natural and very honest extension of what they would do in a physical world, uh, so to speak, uh, as opposed to some contrived, weird kind of uh, you know result because you've been doing far too much research. It's almost like, well, you had the last conversation and you were super helpful to the other person what what was the conversation about and can you then capture that for all those who could not be there that day so yeah what what, what
0: kind of examples you know come to mind for you yeah uh, uh, that's really good how you've explained it to be fair Uh, and it it's about that additional content that you may not have thought about having on a website that's come up in conversation in a in some kind of client meeting or pre-client meeting and it's it what how could you take that conversation and turn it into a, a value piece and so it could be anything from uh, ebooks checklists quizzes uh, it could be even a free trial it could be a white paper it could be um it could be discount codes even uh, all sorts of different things where there's added value um you know, you see in a lot of cases uh, where someone's developed some kind of calculator or some kind of uh, planner or calendar or all sorts of of different things, really. And and um, you know, sometimes you might include case studies into these to to back up what you're saying. Um, but it's about going back to helpful, resourceful content that's filled with value, loads and loads of value in there. And that that goes back to really thinking about your value proposition. What is it you're offering clients that's gonna help you stand out and and be at the forefront of the products or services that you're offering?
1: I love that, and if I may link it back to the 90 Day Website Mastery Program, we have quite a meaty session on that where we ask you to reflect on your audience, and it's all about what can you do to make them understand something faster And what can you do to help them do something better? And and I think once you start to make this like a column system, as you can imagine, and then in addition to it, you can have the discounts and and the special offer, you have a lot to consider. But this is this idea of pre-sales care. That is um, almost like the two bookends of after sound So before we move on to the next um, segment, over to your viewers and listeners, what do you think of the term lead magnet? And do you have a, a more elegant one that you could suggest to Joné and I so we can maybe in future use that sound? So I, I, I love this segment. You ask me, answer because I never know what you're going to say to begin with, but also how it helps us clarify a few things. But let's move on with website stories. Now, in this segment, we're choose an article, a video, an infographic, an ebook something we can help the review and react so that we can bring about some lessons about being a website marketer and owner in today's economy. So for this episode, we've gone for a video, short video. video was recorded for Moz.com, we are fond of, of that brand and platform. Jason Dodge was the, uh, the speaker, presenter, founder and CEO of such marketing firm, Black Truck Media Plus Marketing. And the title is fascinating to me. The title is as follows, Making Industry Lending Pages Engaging for B2B Companies. And this is part of the Whiteboard Friday video series, which I know you're very fond of as well. And it was fascinating because in the space of five minutes, which I think is also a lesson in there, um, Jim was able to share not only advice, but some warning as well, and allow you to just go in and reflect. And, and that could be almost a precursor of a team meeting or some exercise during a training session. And this all to do with this kind of um, accepted wisdom that if you want to target and attract a particular sector, currently the practice by and large is about rushing head along and creating a landing pages to show the world how much you know about that sector, you know, the sector page. The industry page and so on, and and Jason is kind of warning us about two things. One, uh, typically those pages will not perform so well. In search, so you're going to already be put yourself, uh, in danger of being criticized for the poor performance of that page because it is quite rare for future customers to search for themselves, if that makes any sense. Uh, and then the, the other thing, therefore, to, to watch out for is even if you were lucky enough to get people to land on that page, all they're going to see is a summary about an industry they know all too well, if like, they may know better than Probably you. More, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason's advice is great. So forget about uh, this. Think more about this idea of the B2B landing page to facilitate the sales process, to start dealing with that customer journey, what he calls sales um, enablement. And quite simply saying, please understand that the reality is your B2B customers are looking for a solution to a problem. They're looking for a mirroring, a repetition of you know, who they are and, and what they do. So really for a B2B landing page to be engaging, Jason says, challenge yourself and ask yourself to what degree do I understand my audience as humans to begin with, their challenges, their pain points, their wishes for the future, and so he goes on. So really what you know I would call, of course, the audience profiling of persona. And then find ways for that knowledge and that discovery and that findings of problems, solutions in our results to be present. On that landing page to make it engaging, do not use you know the, 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 any other measures. So just closing uh, on that because I want people to go and follow the hyperlink in the show notes and watch the video. But you get your reaction. You know, Jason finishes with this saying the B two B lending page is the virtual handshake that brings people in and make everything more engaging for your brand.
0: Well, I think sectors are really important. However, I think the primary uh, thing to focus on is the pain point. Is what solution are you solving? What uh you know, what pain point are you fixing? And it's only after that that someone's then thinking about the sector itself. So I think he's absolutely right in terms of if you want a landing page to win and you want it to win really well, it has to talk in the right language. It has to straight away tap into what the problem is. What what are they looking? You know, you you've got milliseconds for someone to decide if they're going to engage with a page or not and and, and even a website never mind the page uh, and so you've got milliseconds to grab the sort of the big pain point and and to then filter them through some kind of funnel in terms of the content in terms of uh of of that sector uh, what, you know how you introduce that sector content instead of leading with sector content, saying you know we know everything about manufacturing, and, and there's someone reading this thinking, well no, actually I know more than you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and and this is great. You're telling me all about manufacturing, but you've not mentioned my pain point and what I'm actually trying to achieve here. So there is a balance. And I think if you look at uh, the past uh, and you look at how people have done it in the past, it's very much been focused on the sector only. Uh, Whereas uh, if you want to make a a landing page really truly engaging, then I can see how uh, this will will certainly take this upper step uh, in terms of that engagement and in terms of tapping into someone's pain point straight away that's the key thing straight away
1: yeah and people watch the video at the very very end jason gives examples back to that of what you can do to really add elements and i think it's about this idea of we, we talk about this a lot on the program on this podcast and you know, the side of being explicit as opposed to being implicit so you know people could say well yeah but, but it's obvious no. Well, you've got to express it, because ultimately, it may well be that you're the fourth or the fifth website someone has visited, Mm -hmm. and this is the fourth and fifth time that they see a summary of their sector, and you're the only one. He's even just mentioning the the job title, the people that you deal with. The the, the, only one that's saying, and this is how we did what we did, and this is why we did it that way because of that challenge and the need for that solution. And then you can add the case studies and and the accreditations and so on and so forth. So, if it's just a very simple video but as always behind a very powerful message and reminder and I think for me it's also what that I do a lot with my customers Johnny is about this idea of the website was launched maybe six months ago a year ago a bit longer and to go back to the content and and challenge yourself saying is it truly engaging or is it just my first pass this is like still the draft version of that website I just went to the launch day and then had to get on with my day job and and forgot a bit about it.
0: Well unfortunately anyone that thinks they can just build a website and they've ticked the box then unfortunately that's where you're going to fall because it's it's ever evolving. Imagine it as a shop window on a high street Uh, and most shop windows uh, you know redress every sort of four to six weeks even. So uh, you know yeah it's really important to to, to keep your website fully up to date, but also on trend, on point, uh, and in terms of um, really understanding your audience. So, yeah, l- landing pages are a. Especially if you're doing pay per click campaigns as well, um, you really need to tap into the issue straight away yeah, and really understand what that user is looking for, what that potential client, current client, whoever it might be in your community, wh- who what what are they wanting? immediately and how can you address that straight away on a landing page and then think of ways to give them that deeper content to build that trust to to build the association deeper within the website and sort of showcasing some of that on the landing page but that key message has to be painful pain point focused i would definitely definitely agree
1: yeah. And for those of you listening, watching in thinking that seems like a hard thing to do or time consuming, it's actually a lot easier than you might think. Just join, uh, go on the road or attend virtual calls with all your customer facing colleagues and just listen and take notes. Uh, I mean, literally just, you know, half a day with your colleagues who are in conversation regularly with your customers will re- reveal so much more and then you can add on to that keyword research and and the rest. Well, on the subject of doing something, let's move on with our last two segments. And we're going to begin with the website engine room. So for each episode, Johnny and I choose one app, one software solution, maybe a piece of kit that can help make life easier as a content creator
0: and website manager. So Johnny, what is your selection for episode 16? I've gone with Snovio. So S-N-O-V dot I-O. It's a B2B sales automation platform offering a variety of uh, tools for lead generation, uh, cold outreach, email deliverability, sales nap- sales management and more. It's a bit of a CRM itself, but ultimately it's a way to automate um, cold outreach and, e- and, uh, and email campaigns. Fully segmented with lots of different types of workflows. It integrates with pretty much every uh, CRM or, or app that's out there. Um, and, you know, yes, there's lots of competitors, um, but having tried and tested quite a few, I really do love Snovio, S-N-O-V dot There'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, and as I said, it's that uh, ability to be able to send extremely personalized emails in an automated way. And, and yes, of course there has to be, uh, um, uh, credit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Authentic, authenticity, you know, and, and, and all emails of course should be handwritten, uh, and, and, um, and sent, uh, not on mass is what I'm trying to say, but the harsh reality is that organizations, if depending on the number of leads they need or the number of inquiries they need, do have to find ways to automate these things. Um, and this tool really helps achieve that.
1: Yeah, and did you like, I'm guessing, the interface? Did you like the way it was really guiding you through the steps?
0: Yeah, really easy to set up, very easy to use. The support desk is brilliant. Uh, as I said, the integration is very good. The email deliverability is very good. Tons of functionality. Uh, yeah, I really like it.
1: Excellent. I definitely to have a look at this. Now, my selection is actually inspired and informed by the subject of episode 15, which was around accessibility. You uh, and I spent a lot of time and in fact, I believe it was my website called to action to go through images and adding the alt text or the alternative description. And then I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe on occasion, it's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, I've been there before, you know, you're just about to finish, you know, you're uploading all the content, this long form article, and then you've got to add a, the alt text and it just doesn't come to you. You just look at the image and you're not sure what to say. Um, on occasion, just copy and paste a file name, but we want more than that. And I just came across this AI-powered digital assistant that can help you put together a very descriptive alt text for images. It's my friends at, at ahrefs.com, kind of SEO um, supporting tools. I put the link on, on the, the show notes. It's a beta testing, so it's free of charge. And literally, you would um, upload an image, the one that you're about to put on your website, if you're using WordPress, and you ask for suggestions. And the descriptions are exceptional. So for the test, I put a picture of myself. That's just what I had at hand in my little uh, folder called PR uh, Pictures. And literally, it was even um, naming the color of the waistcoat I was wearing, because of course I wore a waistcoat on that picture. It was telling people that I was sat in in a room that there was a light, that there was a wallpaper. It was describing everything. I mean, short of telling the world that I was French, I suppose <laughs> if had my name in the uh, in, in maybe the file, line, they would have kind of done the link with AI. It was just actually very very good, and I thought, well, so there's two things. Then you can use it as is. Or you could be inspired, as you and I've mentioned time and time again with AI t- solutions, to come up with a descriptive alt text because sometimes, well, you know, we all run out of steam and we are all up against it. So to have a digital assistant that can help you do that from a HREF, that's wonderful.
0: Well, you, you know what you've just made me realize whilst you've been talking here? Not only does it solve the issue of trying to come up with descriptive uh, alt tags, but What about giving you the ability to reverse engineer images to be able to take that prompt to then start producing your own AI images? So if you've got an image that you really like the look of and you want to uh, come up with something similar, putting it into into that then gives you uh, somewhat a formula to what the prompt would be if you are starting from scratch. So on my AI journey, I absolutely love that absolutely however if
1: the tech team from Ref are listening we (laughs) come up with the idea if johnny did you know so we're expecting something for it excellent thanks
0: reverse reverse prompting i like it
1: (laughs) excellent let's move on if you don't mind with our final segment for this show the website call to action We like to wrap up the show with the one change, the one adjustment that can make a big difference to your website
0: right now. Johnny, what is your call to action? I've gone for a really easy one this week, but really important as well, uh, especially if you got it wrong. Your favicon, fave icon, favicon, favicon uh, is the image that is shown in the top of the browser when your website is loaded. Um, so if you've got you know twenty tabs open, each one has a little icon next to the uh, the, the name of the tab, um, and that's your first opportunity for branding and professionalism, and it. it it frightens me that when I, because I audit websites all day, every day, you know, uh, hundreds and thousands of websites I've audited, um, and uh, and it frightens me how there's still lots that don't that, that don't have a favicon set, and so it, you know, sometimes it's just the WordPress icon, or it's the Shopify icon, or, or sometimes there's just no icon whatsoever. Um, and as I said, it's just your first opportunity to uh, to check that brandings there, and more important, it might be that you've had a rebrand but no one's thought about updating the favicon. So the color is wrong. So it, it, it's simple. In a lot of cases, I'd hope it's correct. But in those few cases where it's not correct, it's probably sending a really bad message to your audience. So it's a really quick thing to just double check. And if it's not right, just ask one of your developers to fix it.
1: Yeah, and it goes back to some of the things we discussed in the program. I mean, you know, you, your role or the team's role, is to remove all obstacles to trust, building trust, and to add the elements that are going to add trust, which is where my traction is an interesting one. It's almost informed, you could argue, by the first two segments, you know, the question about lead generation, lead magnets, and this idea of engaging lending pages. To, I would like people to look back at their mission statement, go back at their brand value. You know, when you first launched a business or when you relaunched the business, to your point, and you capture your why and the how you're going to do what you do in a particular way, and very often this internal communication to begin with. but then the question for me is then once you've reconnected and reread or listened, if it's a video format, your mission statement and your values, ask yourself, you know, are those elements featured sufficiently on our website to support? Uh, the, the engagement with our audience. or And if it's not the case, or maybe it needs to be refined, the simplest thing you can do, back to your point by simplicity, is to create what I called a manifesto page. And there's examples galore with a high street brand whereby it's a simple one pager where you state why you do what you do and how you do what you do. And literally that's kind of clumsy grammar, but it works really, really well. And it's almost like a running call for your staff, for your supplies, for your contractors and the community, but it's also reassuring for your customers to understand that you're driven by a a number of parameters, not just the bit by selling and, and sending boxes to people or indeed turning up at their premises. So look back and think about this manifesto page.
0: Your your why is just so important. It helps tell the story. It helps you stand out. It helps you be different. Uh, and it brings the authenticity. And I must admit that when I first started out in business, I didn't really see the point. I didn't see the point of visions and values and missions and, and whys. And it's only with the sort of the 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 experience that I've had over the years that it's really obvious the difference that that can make. And yeah, Pascal's totally tapped into the right thing here in terms of, you know, if you're gonna create one, make sure you at least feature it significantly across the website. Make it really known. Make it stood stand out. Why your why, your values, your your vision, your mission. What it is you're trying to achieve, and and that's what's going to make the uh, the, the real difference. What another episode we've covered? Uh, we've covered. Lead magnets. So, should you call them lead magnets? We want to know what you would call them. We were thinking, uh, you know, is it the uh, value offer? Is it exclusive content? Is it premium content? Insider resource? What do you think lead magnets should be called these days? Um, and how could you create one? How could you give your best value by listening to what your customers are asking, by thinking about what you're talking about in in meetings that you have, and turning that into a valuable piece of content? That's what we see. As a, uh, a lead magnet, we talked about landing pages, focusing on the pain points, not just the sectors, focusing more on the pain points, way more than the sectors. We've given you a couple of um, uh, uh, apps to look at. We've talked about uh, uh, the alt text for images, and we've talked about Snovio, the B2B sales automation. A quick couple of call to actions the Favicon, and are you featuring your why sufficiently across your website? An all round. Full packed episode yet again.
1: Yeah, and I have no idea how we do this in less than half an hour. It's just not really uh, our strong suit. You know, we tend to want to expand on things, of course. But justing aside, for me, you know, the reflections around how important it is to accept that your audience literally are in charge of your website strategy because every single important decision, every single simple adjustment to your website, is informed. Your audience, and by, by extension, you know, the degree in which you understand your audience,
0: guys, girls. That is it for today. This was episode 16 of our new podcast series, The Audio Companion to the 90 Day Website Mastery Program. For more information, please visit 90 Day Marketing Mastery dot com and you'll be able to book your discovery call with myself and pascal we will be back with another episode in the meantime feel free to send your questions share your preferred app and links to your website once you've made the changes we spoke about we would love to give you a shout out it's bye for now everyone and we'll leave you with a fun video and audio montage whilst you go through your notes and actions take care see you soon